Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You like the you like this question, Susie. I don't know it's why I heard it. it's too <laughs> I heard it. What? I mean, so, I heard the question. Yeah, no, it's good. You. It's fine. I asked you what the response was. It's been pretty good. All right. It's too cold to blank. Fill in the blank. This is sort of a match game kind of. Mm-hmm. If Dan were like really on it, do you even know what the match game is, Dan? Do you know what this is? Mm. You do know I'm like slightly older than you, right? I know. So yes, I'm aware of what the match. Well, game the match game was before all of our times. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Who hosted the match game? The gray-haired guy. Yeah, well, that one guy. Gene Rayburn mm-hmm. was the original mm-hmm. host. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was kind of like. The uh, wedding, the honeymooners. Remember when the newlywed game? The newlywed game. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. So people are saying. So what I was saying is Dan should play the play the song. Could you turn on my computer? Cook has left the. He's off. He knows taking a nap in the corner. No, he knows we blather on, and he takes just a minute to rest his. That's the original match game uh, theme song from nineteen. Uh, 64, I think. Mm. Did you enjoy that, Dan? Was that worth it, you think? Worth getting up? <laughs> you don't think so? You're not saying that what, That was not worth it, is what you're saying. No, I just, I mean, in terms of, you know, like how, how your about, comment about being on it. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, wait, you know, wait. Hurt wait, his feelings. Wait, wait. How about, no, no, no. I mean, this is the... Da, 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 da. It's so cold... Do you, do you know? Do you guys know this joke construct? How cold there. is it? <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my kids. Where like they just have no idea what these references are about. I guarantee you, there's somebody on 35W headed southbound who just yelled out, "How cold is it?" Well, it's so cold. <laughs> you can't even blank. You know, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Match game, Gene Rayburn, mm-hmm. great host. Super. He was a radio guy before he became a game show host. Okay. And that uh, is my plan as well. I'm using, <laughs> what? why are we laughing? I don't know. I guess I could see you hosting a game <laughs> show. Yeah. that's. This is just, it, I'm just kind of keeping, keeping the kinda, seat warm. You're kind of full of piss and vinegar. That's what Am I? I? Yeah. Piss. Generally speaking or today more I don't than? Know. I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah. It's so cold in this building that I feel How like... How cold is it? So cold <laughs> that our company in bankruptcy forgot to... Can't <laughs> afford to pay the heating bill. I was not going to say that on the air because I didn't want to be like... It's fine. Get called into it's the office fine. and say, don't badmouth the company. You know, have they ever called you in for that? No one's ever said that to me. No it's one's kind of ever... interesting. Like back over at TV, if you... you... Oof. Not appreciate it. On the air. Yeah. Here? No, they don't seem to mind. Yeah, you listen to Chad. He's, woo, Chad loves to. Chad Chad goes way harder mm. than I do. I'm still like, I'm sort of a scared Gen Xer, you know? Like, you don't, you don't tell the company that they suck. 
But it's kind of fun, like, to rip on the corporate, because those guys, what are they, they don't know what we're doing. Where are they? They're in Jersey or Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Now, we have a new boss here uh, uh, today, I read. Who? Not, like, locally. Who? But there's, like, a new poobah in charge of our market. I did not know that. Yeah. You guys got to read the trades. That's what I do. I don't read the trades. <laughs> it's so cold. This morning I saw a dog stuck to a fire hydrant. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. I think so. Too cold to pee on a tree. I was going to say too cold to pee outside. Yeah. Yep. A couple people texted with that. <laughs> this is good. Too cold to blank. More like too cold to bleep. That goes to your answer that you were giving in the break. I was. I was talking about that activity, and it would not be fun to do outside. No. No. Maybe unless you were, like, burrowed in, like, ten sleeping bags in a tent mm. in northern Minnesota. But then, still, you'd, you'd have to get out of the do sleeping you, bag. I'm just I'm taking a moment to decide if I want to go down this road. But oh, when you, you don't have to. We well, can talk what I, about the No, what I'm curious about is like I'm not a uh, tent camper. You're not? No. That surprises me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's shocking. When you I, I mean of the things you think about me. Bougie. And outdoor tent camper for sure. No. No. Mm-mm. Um it's so my wife and I did tent camp when we were in college how'd that go (laughs) so we were dating we have a a very funny photo of us at like the like the yogi barra camp down (laughs) campground like in the wisconsin dells Uh or whatever that is (laughs) and i had never uh pitched a tent before and certainly Alyssa, who went to wyzetta high school you think i'm bougie right please yeah like, for her, roughing it is like a four-star hotel instead of a five. Okay. You know? um, Did you meet her here? We met, met in college. We both went to Marquette University. She was uh, 19. I was 20. Wow, that's great. So and you're still married. Well, have you heard something? No, no, I'm just oh, saying. I, I you think know. we're still married. Yeah, yeah. you better call her. <laughs> After this show, honestly, some of the things I say about her, I'm. you get home and I'm like, uh-oh. if she she was listening and sometimes she's listening sometimes not and sometimes other people call her and say did you hear what jason said about you today on the radio and she's like did she ever say to you dude don't talk about me on the Hmm. radio she knows what she's gotten into Hmm. in a life Hmm. like i there's never really mm, that'll be a good topic for dinner tonight like are there off limit like i texted her the other day a sex-related question. Get out of town. Yeah. And she was like, were you doing a segment on this? Yeah, like, why do you care? What are you doing, right. you loony tune? But it was about a uh, wedding night. Oh. Because, you know, wedding night, there's sort of a... Uh... Expectation. Right. But both Chad and uh, Dave Harrigan were saying wedding night, no. Probably because you're exhausted. They were. I mean, at the end of the night... They were. Was I exhausted? 
Absolutely not. You are something else. Legendary. It was a legendary my, night. My daughter, over the years, because I've been in the business for as long as my children have been alive. Yeah. So in their teenage years, they would say to me, Mom, not one word. We are mm. not fodder for your show. Yeah. We don't want to hear. Because what happened is the secretary at the high school would hear what I'm saying. Right. And they would say, Josie, your mom said that you guys had a party. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. My kids, uh, my kids have experienced that, right? Like back, especially when I was anchoring the morning news where teachers or, uh, faculty would watch the news before they would go to work. Mm -hmm. And then the kids would hear about whatever I said. And I feel like, I guess we should ask the kids, but I feel like they have mixed feelings about it. Like they don't like it. But then when I went a while, like, so I stopped talking about them. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, how come you uh, never? Uh... <laughs> there's a bit of fame. <laughs> there's a m- bit of fame yeah. involved, little celebrity. Yeah, I think I, they just, just like your kids, they grew up with it. Yeah. And so. No big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Right, right. I try to, you know. Keep them grounded. There are boundaries, though. Yeah. Like there are things, but they, we've never really had a conversation. This will be good. I'll talk about this with the 16-year-old. Like, where's, where's the boundary? Perfect. My daughter said once publicly we were somewhere at some event, and I think they were seven or eight, and Josie said, my mom works for WCCO Radio. We don't pay for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Josie, stop it, because right. I think I had, had flooring done because I had an endorsement deal. At the time, and, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds yeah. horrible. It does. Yeah. It's... Uh... Well, I mean, you go to Disney on Ice, you get yeah, invited you get to this, tickets, you go to Mall of, of America holiday party. Yeah. We did a lot. Yeah, it it is, like, we do talk about that with the kids, where, like, the negative is, you know, some of your laundry is aired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your foibles are fodder for content. Uh, and the positive is like you do get access to things. And the same is true like if your parents are like the director of sales at some agency. Like sure. you probably get tickets, you get experience. Swag. But most people, like I don't know how you grew up, but like my dad worked for a printing company. Like the only swag we got was like <laughs> leftover Sara Lee and General Mills boxes. Like that, that company was printing. <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of like, whoa, look at this cool stuff. Like, no, we oh, didn't get that. That's no. just not how we grew up. And that's how most people grow up. But, but there are certain people that it's different. That's right. That's right. Well, it has been this job, this profession broadcasting mm. has been good to me. I will say that. As yeah. A, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I started in 19. 19- it's so fun, right? It is fun. It can be terrifying. In 1988 is when I started in La Crosse, Wisconsin. But remember when you and I bumped into each other at the bridge when the bridge collapsed? Yeah, yeah, I do remember. I mean, that was an intense day. Oh and my sometimes gosh. this job yeah. um, pushes you to extremes that you didn't anticipate ever ha- having to find yeah. yourself in. Would you say that? That day. Um, haunted me. Mm. And today I think I have the ability to look back and understand what was happening to me, but in the moment I didn't and in the months after I didn't. 
and we didn't look at reporters as like a like a a first responder mm. because you look at the firefighters who were down there like literally pulling people out of the water and we would look at ourselves and say like well wh- I was just reporting on it like I you know I did nothing like those guys and yet uh just about every day for I don't know. My wife would remember more than me, but just about every day for two months at least, mm. uh, I would stop down there on my way to work, and yeah. I just felt like I needed to reconnect with uh, that physical location. Yeah, my wife was pregnant at the time. Oh, like eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I hauled her down there. I'm oh. Like you got to see this. <laughs> and I look back. I'm like, th- she's so nice to put up with this nonsense. But like at the time, you're like, you're hauling this pregnant lady down to this site. But I, at the time, I really believed, and I still believe that uh, every Minnesotan who was around at that time should have seen what happened there, just so you, so it sears in your mind, mm. so we never allow that to happen again. Right. Right. But yeah, like today I would have been in therapy, right? Like today we would have understood that a little sure, better. But, yeah, not then. But well, yeah, because yeah. we got there early enough that so we saw. So early, yeah, yeah. It was just so early. And it was so uh, all-encompassing and community and like strangers and everybody was like on the same team, you know? It was amazing. Oh. And then you think about in those early moments when we were there and it was just a couple of news cars and yes. then you had the law enforcement coming behind. Mm. And then I remember at 10 o'clock doing the report for the 10 o'clock news where they had moved us back and back and back. And you look and there was like a whole city out there mm. of emergency vehicles and from all look, over the state. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But you think like just over a period of a couple hours, like how that responds. Like, Ugh. I don't know. You feel like you can remember every moment. I do. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope I hope this wasn't too boring. For people. No, I hope not but. either. Because I mean, it, it to us, it's it's a part of who we are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah. It's you have those <laughs> moments, right? You we have the great times as well. But like that's part of the. I, you don't want to say fun, but your most important days on the job are often someone else's worst. Yeah, that's uh, true. But you just try to you want to be a, a calm hand to kind of guide the community through it. That's yeah, yeah. all. Don't want to freak them out. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we tried not to freak them. Right. Sometimes right. we do. Now what we try to do, just freak you out. Right. By talking about tents and what it's too cold to do. <laughs> oh, well, very, nice to visit with you. I very wanna, good. I want to tell you, Laura Oaks, God bless her, will be back tomorrow, God willing. Are we sure? Well, Like sh- one week off? Key West, maybe she's like done with them. I don't know. She took a beautiful picture of a hotel that she just posted, and I think it was Miami, which means she's getting closer. Getting closer. <laughs> getting closer. Boy, what a rude awakening from oh. Key West to Miami and then back here tomorrow. Ick. We'll try to go easy on her. All right. Thanks, Susie. This nope. was fun. Thanks. 523 D Rush Hour News headlines coming your way in just a minute. Amazing story of the state patrol with a life-saving escort. New technology that might cut down on police chases and fun with Hulk Hogan. All coming up here on D-Rush Hour News Headlines on CCL. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Let's start with a D-Rush Hour story that's going to warm your heart. The State Patrol with a life-saving escort, a heart to be transplanted. In October, it was John Neuenschwander, lives in Fargo. Now he lives in Fargo, but he was taken to a Mayo operating room to receive a heart that was being delivered to Rochester for a hospital in the Twin Cities. His heart had been failing for years. He was running out of time. As Boyd Hooper's voice at CARE 11, telling the story of the donor heart suddenly available. But John Surgeon was worried because any of you who have driven between the Twin Cities and Rochester, you remember that traffic on Highway 52 has been so slow, even stopping because of construction. That is the exact route that the new heart was going to have to travel. Such a great story of the ingenuity of that surgeon at Mayo and the state patrol who took the call and said, yep, we are going to escort that heart. Great story Uh, from Boyd. I hate police chases. I hate police chases. I really do. The risk, I think, is so high. But if you don't chase, the fear is that you let people know that they can get away with running. That is why this Mary Devine story in the Pioneer Press talking about GPS trackers that cops can shoot out of their squad at a car that they are chasing is so cool. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office investigators track that GPS instead of a deputy. It's a Virginia Beach, Virginia company called Star Chase that creates this tracker slash pneumatic launcher. The Ramsey County Sheriff's Office started using it in spring 2022. And they uh, got a grant uh, to help fund the technology. So basically, it's a compressed air-powered launcher. So it's either on the push bumper of a squad car or behind the grill of an unmarked squad. And they have two tracking devices. They're about the size of a soda can. Officer fires it. There's like a laser that assists. Uh, And then... Off it goes. It's pretty genius. Now, the technology is still not where it's going to be, right? The devices are part magnet, part adhesive. The downside is you have to be within 20 feet of the vehicle you're pursuing to make that connection. And Minnesota law right now only allows it for stolen cars. Uh, There is a move in Woodbury, Maplewood, Ramsey County to try to let this technology be used for any sort of chase. Workplace mental health pro, uh, programs, those mental health programs that your HR person tells you you got a bunch of available to you, do they help? No. No. I mean, they don't hurt. But, they, I mean, is anyone surprised? New York Times reporting, the only people who love this are executives who want to think they're doing something to make the workplace a more friendly place for you to work. Uh, This researcher in England analyzed survey responses from 46,000-plus workers. People who took part in mental health programs were no better off than colleagues who did not. 
one thing helps being given the opportunity to do charity or volunteer work that does seem to improve well-being but these are all the you know mindfulness seminars digital wellness solutions massage classes resilience workshops coaching sessions sleep apps it's a billion dollar industry a lot of people are making money but the researcher said if you're an employer worried about worker mental health maybe you should work a little more to pay attention to i don't know pay work schedule performance reviews like if you want people <laughs> if you want employees to have a better well-being then maybe make your workplace a little less hellish if you are going to be in a car crash, I hope you've said your prayers and you took your vitamins. Wrestling legend Hulk Hogan came to the aid of a teenage girl following a car crash. The Hulkster is 70, driving down the freeway in Clearwater, Florida, with his wife and a friend named Jake when they witnessed this accident. Somebody almost missed an exit and swerved across a bunch of lanes, crashed into another vehicle. The car that was hit flipped and tumbled. The Hulkster pulled over, along with his friend Jake, the snake, I assume. They got her out of the vehicle, popped the airbag. The driver was shaken up, but TMZ reported she appeared to be okay. Beautiful. Hulk Hogan. Can you imagine you come to, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. And he, and, he, and he yells one of these phrases out at you, you know, you're, 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 you're just trying to survive from this terrible cr- You're going to be okay! <laughs> That's the Dear Rush Hour news headlines, powered uh, by Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Dan in my childhood. It's 535. Traffic, traffic and weather coming up next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.